Welcome back to another episode of Teeing It Up. We're here again. Uh, I'm here. I'm Mr. C, as always. I'm here with V, as in Vladdy. Vladdy, uh, last week was our first weekend until February without football. Uh, what a statement to say. I know you're excited. I'm excited. What's going on? I, I mean, I think you kind of you kind of just captured. Obviously, excitement. That, that's one. That's just one word. But I mean, this is, is especially college football. Like for me, that kind of takes the cake over the NFL. Personally, I don't know how it is for you. So just having that back, I understand this weekend's not exactly the most interesting of games. I think there might be one or two that are noteworthy. But just being able to kind of sit down on the weekends, watch some football. I'm I'm just incredibly excited to get back to that. Yeah, it's an exciting time of year. It really is. It's uh, the best time for sports. And uh, after, a, you know, probably a month, maybe a little more of a month of just kind of going through miscellaneous topics, uh, we can get a little more passionate about stuff that's actually going on right now in yeah, our uh, podcasts field, which is sports. Yeah. So uh, no, that'll it's, be fun. So it's today super nice. We, yeah. So today we are going to go through, uh, we're going to stick to the power fives uh conferences that is we're going to do a college football preview for the season up ahead uh of saturday being week week quote unquote zero uh with most of the good teams like body kind of mentioned squaring off next week uh there are a bunch of games there are some power five games this week so we'll go through pretty much the whole episode is going to be us going through it uh so you're going to hear us talk about all five major conferences uh we're going to go through just a general outlook uh, some teams we like, some teams we don't like, uh, a conference champion, and then we are going to give our predictions for the playoffs. Uh, sound good? Yep. I mean, sounds good to me. I guess I just, I do want to say one thing. Uh, emphasis on Power Five. Sorry, Cincinnati. Um, you're not quite there yet. Maybe in no. a couple of years when you join the Big 12 and you get that formal invitation. But until then, you stay irrelevant in the college football world. But no, like, like you mentioned, um, it's quote unquote week zero. I think I was looking over the schedule. It was a lot of Southern Mississippi's against Alabama A&M's and kind of very mediocre schools. There's one game on uh, Nebraska Northwestern, which I feel like might be the one game I watched this weekend. Um, it's, you know, so a couple of Big Ten teams. Northwestern's weird because every other year they trip and fall their way into the Big Ten title game. And Nebraska's coming off of uh, a season where they were dubbed the greatest three and nine team of all time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, they're playing the game in Ireland, which, what? Yeah, I, I we were talking about before we started recording is like, how does that conversation come up between? I mean, I guess. Nebraska is kind of a brand of a football school, but between two really non-relevant right now. Uh, at least in present time, football programs that go, okay, we're going to go play in Ireland. But, like, yeah. forget about even just non-relevant right now. Cornhuskers and then a bunch of computer scientists on the coast of Lake Michigan. How does that scream Ireland to you? So it doesn't, but doesn't Northwestern have those, like, is it Old English? Or I have so, no idea. You know what I'm talking about? The, no, the, I don't. They have the jerseys that have like the old English on them. Oh, so, like, maybe there's something rooted there. That, I mean, that could just be like British and not or nothing. I have, yeah, it no, I, I, have, nothing. I have no idea why they're playing a college football game in Ireland, but I guess kudos to them. Uh, might be an interesting spectacle to see what that stadium looks like. I don't know if they're playing in like a soccer stadium and they're just going to transform, throw some goalposts up, or it'll be really cool to see what they do with that. It'll be really cool to see the turnout. I mean, Maybe the dozens of Northwestern alumni that care about football will get on a plane with all their CEO <laughs> money and uh, go watch their team. But I, 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 I feel like we got to move past this. We got to talk about real football. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with. Uh, we'll kind of leave the big baddies for the end. We'll start with some I of agree. the smaller conferences. Uh, what What is my opinion? I guess maybe not the, the worst this year, but the Pac-12 will start out west and work our way east. Uh, last year's champion was the Utah Utes. Uh, they had no playoff teams last year. Their highest-ranked team coming into the year, I believe, is Utah again. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think they're number seven. Correct. Uh, early outlooks in the Pac-12. So, um, I, I mean, I think it kind of continues the way that it uh... – 
ended last season with Utah kind of looking down at the rest of the conference. I mean, Kyle Whittingham's a great coach. Um, his teams have traditionally come up a little bit short in the sense that I feel like they always lose one meaningless game. And then from their three or four, like tough games of the season, they'll, they'll, they'll botch one of them. And then because you have a two loss team, you can't go to the playoff. And you kind of mentioned it. The PAC 12 hasn't been to the playoffs since 2016. Um, so I think there's some stuff there, but to kind of, to go a little bit more depth into Utah and then I'll kind of go through some of the other teams that I feel like matter. Um, they bring back their quarterback, Cam Rising, who was first team All-Pac-12 last year. And that's kind of huge uh, in college football is the continuity in your offense. Mm-hmm. It's always it's always tough starting with a question mark. Um, they, they play USC at home. Um, I think they play Oregon on the road. They're kind of a veteran team. But uh, I was looking at the schedule, and they travel to Florida week one, which I think will be a really interesting game. I think yeah. it's a little bit under the radar just solely due to the fact that um, that Florida's not ranked. And obviously you've got some other couple high-profile games that we can kind of talk about later on. But I think that's a game that'll be really big. It might be interesting to watch. And it, it'll kind of give you a tone for for both teams as well. We'll get into Florida later. But I think that's kind of my outlook on Utah so far. Um, USC, I think they're the kind of the, the most improved team in America. You bring in Lincoln Riley, who's probably the best offensive coach in the country. You get year two of Caleb Williams with him. They went and got Jordan Addison, who was the Belentnikov winner. Um, it's just I, th- I think they'll be pretty good. I think they I think they have a shot at the, the Pac-12 title game because they kind of got rid of divisions and they play their two the two teams with the highest win percentage play each other. So I think I think USC has a chance there to to make some damage. Uh, I do think, however, they will kind of come up short just because it is kind of year one of a coach, and the portal can only do so much for you. I think he was kind of hired after the recruiting period, and even then, you're getting 18 year old kids. So, what exactly are they going to do? Um, other than that, I feel like the only other team in the Pac-12 that even has a pulse is Oregon. Um, mm-hmm. They brought in Bo Nix from the transfer portal. I think they have a QB competition with him and someone else going on, which is always, I guess, kind of good because you bring out the best new quarterback, but it also it's tough when you don't necessarily know who's going to be leading. You have a new coach right. with Dan Lanning. Um, you had some good defensive players that will be kind of higher draft picks, uh, namely Justin Flo and then Panay Sewell's younger brother, Noah Sewell. But, yeah, um, but I do think that they will come up short as well. So I guess, I mean – I kind of I, I kind of went in depth with those teams just because I feel like those are the ones that matter. Um, th- I was looking over the conference; it does not look good at all. No, no, I and you kind of went over the like you said they're really you said with the pulse they're really the only three teams that have a chance at even being ranked at the end of the year, let alone be in any kind of New Year's Six discussion. Yeah, I um, mean, I guess I I do want to throw one kind of name and team out there. Not that they're doing anything, but just because they tortured us as Michigan State fans for two years. Herb Edwards in Arizona State, he's going to get him the death penalty. I feel yeah. like everything that I've read over about that program over the last like six months has been violations, turmoil, what this, that. It's like it, it's crazy. And then he ruined two of Michigan State seasons. Not that they weren't going to get ruined in later weeks, but right. he was the one who decided to ruin them. So it's funny that Edwards. they are facing you know such serious punishments because of like like what was it for? Like they were they, they, to go eight and four in the Pac twelve, yeah, but like Man, that's so yeah. worth it, Herm. So yeah, worth it. It, it was just go funny. do another Coors Light commercial. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a funny guy. That that whole hiring him there, like it looked good. It looked great for a second. I think year one, year two, they looked pretty positive, and then just kind of kind of rolled off a cliff. Yeah, I mean, it was such a big deal. Like, like you said, when he first got hired, and then it felt felt like a couple of just mediocre seasons, and everyone was kind of like, ah. And like I almost forget he's there. Like such a yep. famous name is there sometimes. So. Yeah, no, the only again, the only reason I knew I kind of remembered is because the kind of the negative stories coming out of uh, coming out of that school. But in terms of the title game, I guess your predictions, your uh, your teams that'll be there. Uh, I think this one's pretty obvious. I think it's going to be uh, Utah. And I'll add something to USC is I think they could be the most volatile team in the country, and I could see them going like nine and three and struggling in the first year just having to put everything together obviously year one like you said a lot of new faces through the transfer portal or i could see them being a legit playoff team 
Yeah, I, um, I, I think I think I think it's anything is on the table for them. They they will be the second team in the Pac-12 championship, and I am going to pick them to win the Pac-12 this year. Yeah, I so for me, I kind of wrote down I had Utah versus, and then I put USC dash Oregon. I mean, I, like I, I've said, it's the only three teams that matter. Um, I actually I didn't fully look into it. I'm not sure if USC and Oregon play each other, but I'm assuming if they do that game will be the winner of that game will go play Utah right. and uh, it'll it'll be like a Pac-12 semifinal game even if yeah. it's not the last week of the season um I guess one thing you meant uh the one thing for USC is I feel like you said they could if everything st- if they throw everything at the wall and it sticks they could they could mess around and end up as a 12 and 1 team knocking on the door but I mm-hmm. think for them the most important thing is make sure you get a good foundation and make sure that in two years time, when you tr- jump over to the big 10 and start playing like bigger and better schools, make sure they're ready. So yeah. I, w- I would just say U- USC's m- main goal should be obviously to win as many football games as, 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 you, as possible, but should really be make sure you're ready for when the Ohio States, the Michigans, the Penn States start coming to town. Right. So I, I had USC, you're picking Utah. I'm going to pick Utah. Do they get a playoff team in? Yes, I think yes. Utah goes to the. I think Utah will be twelve and one, and they'll go into the playoffs as the fourth seed. Okay, all right. Um, moving on, we'll go to. We'll kind of make our way out east. We'll go with the Big Twelve. Uh, obviously, their winner last year was God. Who won the Big Twelve last year? Was it Baylor, or was it Oklahoma State? Because I, I wanted to say Oklahoma State, and then that just didn't sound right. All I remember, see, all I remember about that game was we were we were watching it at our friend's apartment. We went to go play some football, and we came back, and we just saw the last play where I I think it was I, I don't know who was who because like I'm just trying to picture whether it was the green team trying to score or the orange team trying to score, but I can't do it in my head right now. I just remember they had a they had a play. It was like fourth and two, or they were going for two point conversion, trying to win it all. And the the I think it was the the runner going for the pylon. He dives and he was like an inch short, if I remember correctly. I just yeah, I yeah, cannot right. tell you who won that game. So it was Baylor. Okay. Right. So what Baylor was the champ last year? Uh, they kind of had a couple of teams, you know, make a run at the end and. Uh, had a couple of teams ranked. They do have a number of team ranks this year. I believe their highest ranked team to start the season is Oklahoma, or is it Baylor? I think Oklahoma's number nine. Baylor might be 10. right. I'm yeah, not. So, and I want to say OK State is like twelve, right? Yeah, they're so right. They're they're all right. They're right kind of bunched together. Yep. Um, so, do you want to dive into who you think? Because yeah, I, this ca- could go a number of ways here. Oh, absolutely. Again, I'll kind of dive into um, just kind of. A little bit of an outlook of those top teams. I mean, we'll start with Baylor. Uh, Dave Aranda has done an amazing job bringing that program back because uh, we joked about death penalties beforehand. Art Bryles did get him the yeah. death penalty. Yeah, He was going around doing some really, really dumb stuff. And Baylor, I'm pretty sure, lost scholarships. I don't know what else it was, but Dave Aranda came in. And that was also after, I mean, I mean, they had Matt Rule, too, for one or two years before he got poached to go to the NFL. Uh-huh. So that was just, that was a school that was going up and down, up and down. And he's kind of stabilized them. Um, he's done it again as, for a program that was went from on the ropes to just incredibly like turbulent. He's done a, a really good job. They play really well. Um, I think they will be in the mix at the end. The big, the big 12 is kind of the same thing as uh, the PAC 12 in the sense that your two best teams will go to the title game. There's no divisions. Uh-huh. And then the other thing that I really do like about the Big 12 is given that they only have 10 teams and they play nine conference games, everybody plays everybody. So, like, there's no – no one's moaning, oh, they got a fair sh- – or they got an easy right. – they got an easy cakewalk path. Everyone plays everyone. So, I mean, to go on to that next big team, OU, um, year one of Brett Venables. Um, I also – which is always tough when you have a new coach. I also think they lost a lot of key players that Lincoln Riley took with him to USC, namely your quarterback. I think there was a couple of others. Um, he, has he also been, gained a lot in the transfer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, it goes both ways. Uh, he's he's recruiting well as uh, as well, but I do think that Oklahoma for, for year one will come up short. And short, it doesn't mean they're going to be bad. I just don't think that they're gonna. I don't think that they're going to be playing in the Big Twelve title game at the end of the season. Is I guess the way I would put it. Um, you have Oklahoma State. You know, Mike Gundy's wild, wild west. Um. 
I don't know. I, I I feel like Oklahoma State's one of those teams where no matter how, like, I feel like they're consistently ranked top 15 at the end of the year, but I couldn't tell you anything about them. I don't know who their mm-hmm. quarterback is. I, like, I feel like mo- more often than not, their players are just, like, they just end up there. Yeah, they're just co- good college players. And yeah. You know, like, when's the last time you heard of an NFL player on Sunday Night Football go, Vladdy Barnikov, Oklahoma um, State? Well, didn't didn't Justin Blackman come out of Oklahoma State before he turned out to be the biggest bust in what are one of the biggest busts in recent history? Exactly. That's so. That's not really much to go off of. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. I, but, but that's the thing is, I'm trying to think of like big name players. That's and I'm sure there's some lineman, yeah. or some de- defensive lineman, or someone that like we're just missing because we haven't done our research. But again, Oklahoma State just feels like one of those teams where like they always just quietly like backdoor their way into a possible new year's six bowl and mo- more often than not top 15 finish. And they're, they're just getting very stable with Gundy there. It's, it's a good program. Yeah. And they find ways to score. Like you said, the wild, wild West, the man for lack, I know he plays in the worst defensive conference ever known to man, but he, the man finds ways to score and wins football games based off scoring. Uh, like it's funny you say that because you wouldn't know a single player. I only know Malcolm Rodriguez from Hard Knocks, and that's about, <laughs> that's about it. And yeah. I know he's gone, so I'm basing that off. I'm really just basing the loss of Malcolm Rodriguez uh, and why I think Oklahoma will be solid this year. I don't think they take – I mean, yeah, I don't think – I mean, but last year was not a great year for them either. I, I don't really think they take a step back from what they were that's, last year. I, mean, really I guess that's fair that as maybe I'm sitting here trying to compare them to the Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray teams as opposed to comparing them to the Spencer Rattler, Caleb Williams. You figure out Caleb Williams on tape, the fans start asking for Spencer Rattler back in the game in Oklahoma. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, I, I can go with that. Um, I guess the last team I wanted to mention was Texas. Um, yeah, year two of Sark. You kind of need a big season because that's a school that doesn't wait around. They are a two to three year rebuild where if you don't show promise, they're gonna they're gonna ax you. And if I'm not wrong, they lost to Kansas last year, didn't they? Yes. That's almost a fireable offense on its own. Uh, you cannot do that. No, wait, Oklahoma. No, I'm talking about Texas right now. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. No, right. Oklahoma. Oklahoma almost lost to Kansas. That right. was when. Do you remember this? So yeah. No, I'm just saying, do you know, you remember what they did? The entire, the, so the university page, this was going into the fourth quarter. I think they were tired. They might've been up by a little bit. They tweeted out, they're like, guys, we have a chance to beat Oklahoma. Admissions now free. Just make your way to the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. It was, that it was is, hilarious. That, you want to talk about a football program just being pathetic uh, for losers? Uh, a a basketball school, that's – I don't care what you're doing. If you're winning a game against a conference opponent – And you, and you have that, to advertise it and tell people to come in in the fourth quarter to come in for free just to hang out. That's so, so funny to me. So it's obviously a big school, and there really can't be much to do. And is it in Topeka? I have no idea. I'd assume, maybe. I just threw out the only Kansas City I know, Topeka. Hmm. Uh, I'm hoping that's the capital because that's what I think it is. Anyways – uh. Do you think people, like I said, big school, do you think people go to those games? Do you think that's it's a big tailgating scene at all? Absolutely. I, absolute, so I think absolutely not. I feel like really? that. I think they're kind of one of those programs, kind of like the old Big East pre-2011, where they're, the only reason they still have a football program is because I think they're legally required to. Mm-hmm. I think the Big 12 is like, this is a Division One sport. If you want to be in our conference, you need to have it. I, yeah. I think that's the only reason they still shell out money for it. But like it's it's still a big school and there like there can't be much else to do. There there can't be at all. But yeah, just, no. I'm... Just hope for pray for rain. Like it's a Luke Bryan song and wait for November for basketball yeah. season. Yeah, no. I, mean, I I do want to say one more thing about Texas just because they do have uh, what might or what should be one of the best players in the country, Bijan Robinson. He uh, could he's he's setting up to have an amazing year, and I think that that team will go as far as he can carry them and. Obviously, there's limitations to like what a running back can really carry you to, but I, I think if Texas can like dark horse their way to a 10 win season, I think that'll be incredibly well good for them. With that Ewers kid coming in, oh yeah, they, oh, I, I forgot they, they they stole uh, Quinn Ewers from Ohio State. I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, you, I, 
you talk about an audition year for a kid. I know he's he's basically like one of the best high school quarterback prospects ever, but he's got Arch Manning coming in potentially next year. Yep. Who knows if he actually lands in Austin? True. Um, that's a, that's a longer discussion for another day. But talk about an audition as you have a chance here with talent around you to have a good season and put Texas maybe not in the national championship scene or a playoff scene, but put them back in uh, a picture of winning and as a top 25 program yep. uh, before you get some competition yep. next year. So title title game predictions? Uh, I'm going with Oklahoma and Baylor. I went with Baylor, Oklahoma State. My champ is Baylor. My champ is also Baylor. Yeah. Again, it's that's one of those where I think uh, you kind of asked this for the last one. Do you think the Big Twelve gets a team in to the playoff? I do not. I agree. I think they're all going to beat each other up, and they'll produce a yep. two-loss champ. It's going to be exactly what happened last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just I, I think it's one of those where you have two losses can't go um, unless you get like a lot of help from the rest of uh, college football. But I don't think that happens. Right. Baylor Bears. Jerk. Teeing it up pick for the Big 12 this year. Don't let us down. So let's move on to the ACC, just because you said we're going to leave the kind of the two conferences that matter for the end. Um, I think it starts with Clemson. I think it ends with Clemson. Um, I think they're going to bounce back here. Really? Yeah. I mean, the defense is incredible. Um, I was looking at it. They have three guys projected in the top. 10 to 15 to 20 for the NFL draft, depending on what website you're looking at in Brian Bresci, Miles Murphy and Trenton Simpson. Uh, so I think that defense will be absolutely incredible. They kind of, I, th- I feel like they felt they kind of like, while they were still great last year, I think they felt a little bit younger and obviously that they weren't even the issue. It's the fact that DJ Uyagulele was too busy doing Dr. Pepper commercials as opposed to, as opposed to actually playing football. Sucked. Yeah, but I think he also had a little bit of turmoil with head coaches leave or with head coaches with assistant coaches leaving for the first time in I think twelve years. Both um, both coordinators. Yep, gone. Yeah, but again, I I do trust Dabo to figure it out. I do think that um I do think whether it be Uyagalele or whatever four or five star kid they probably have behind him, I think they will figure out their issues on offense from last year. And I do think the I think that Clemson will be a very good team. Uh, I think Clemson chokes again this year. Oh, you're trying to. I, I don't think they're going nine and three. I think they have a better year. Uh, but I think they find a way to lose one in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to play Notre Dame again. I actually think, as far as the ACC goes, this is a good ACC. I think North Carolina State is a legit threat. I think Pitt is still a legit top, not going to be the team they were last year, but it is a legit top 25 team. And, I think Clemson will roll them, but they're still a formidable opponent. Uh, I just think this is a better ACC than we've seen in the past. And I think that Clemson doesn't go nine and three and doesn't look as awful, but they find a way to lose one. And that keeps it maybe doesn't keep them out of an ACC championship, but could keep them out of a playoff based upon what else is happening around them. Yeah. I mean, so I guess I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go over some of the other teams that you just mentioned. I do. So I think if Pitt is going to be in the top 25, it'll be more towards the 25 range than the 15 yeah. range even. I mean, you lost Pickett. You lost Jordan Addison, the the, the, the quote-unquote best receiver in the country last year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they lost their offensive coordinator. I think Pitt takes kind of a, a pretty big step backwards. Um, in terms of some of the other ones, you mentioned NC State. NC State brings back their quarterback, um, Devin Leary, who, which, like I said, it's always big. Um I also think, I mean, Wake Forest is ranked yeah. after having a great year last year. I mean, I don't really know. I feel like – If that quarterback – so I've heard that quarterback has some health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember his name. He he was on QB1 way back when. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I If he stays healthy, I mean, I think they're a legit top 25 team too. Yeah, no, again, I think, like you said, it's going to be a much better ACC than we're used to. Um, but I – and then another one I wanted to mention, which is one of the ones that kind of has some high hopes for the future, is Miami. You have year one yep. of Mario Cristobal. They're ranked 17th. I think that's a little bit high, but they'll be better than the Miami teams of old because I think Mario Cristobal is actually a real coach. He's not Manny yeah. Diaz running around throwing turnover chains like, dude, you're down by 50. Put the chain away. Um, Tyler Van Dyke, their quarterback, has potential to go very, very high in the draft if he plays well. Um 
And you also have billionaire boosters, which really helps with NIL money. Um, I mean, Cristobal has been recruiting amazingly uh, mm -hmm. going well recently. But again, obviously, those are all kids in the future and or people that will most likely be redshirt this year just because you can't get an 18-year-old kid in there to make an instant impact. But I do think Miami does have a really good chance to build a foundation to be very, very competitive in that opposite division of Clemson for the years going forward. Um, I guess that I, I, I actually do think Mario Cristobal will kind of build something there. But Okay. So, yeah, that'll be weird to see the U good in our lifetime because I know – I mean, technically they were good when we were alive, but um, it's a school you hear so many like the U. It's all about the U. And like they've they've just been garbage. In our they've, they've been garbage for twenty years. I mean, maybe if their stadium wasn't forty miles away from campus, it'd be a yeah. little easier to get some fans that's, there. That's got to be the worst situation. I've heard, uh, like the University of Miami, like my I, Miami isn't really a a really greatly mapped out city in general. But I've heard that that campus really beautiful, but super poorly mapped out and it's super hard to go and do stuff well, like, I mean, like nightlife, that sort of stuff. Well, that's because Coral Gables isn't in Miami. It is. Right. I, I, it's 20 miles away. They, they, right. they, they so bus students over there for games. Yeah. And I've heard it's kind of like a Grand Valley situation where like you could have cla a class in Miami and like, Oh, that would, Coral. that'd be true. That'd like, be tragic. Yeah. I, 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 I had a, we had a family friend that yeah. went there back in the 80s 90s but anyways yeah i mean so title game predictions oh man clemson i'm gonna throw miami a bone i i honestly said the same thing i just and part of that is more so what Divisions. i think hit law well, the divisions, and I just think uh, I'm going to put Miami in the title game as well just because I think Miami will have more to gain from what Pitt lost than what Miami actually gained themselves. I think losing your quarterback, your OC, the best receiver in the country, is going to do a lot more damage to Pitt than maybe people think. And, yeah, I, I will I will go Clemson-Miami in the ACC title game. I'm going to have – and I have Clemson winning. I also have Clemson winning, and do you have a playoff team? Yes. I do not. All right, then. I like it. I mean, um, so do we want to move to the SEC just because the, the last, obviously the Big Ten's the thing that's kind of the closest to us, the one that means the most, so we want to save that for last? Yeah, I like that. I'm rocking with that. Yep. Let's, let's go SEC. Uh, you want to kind of – I'll let you get it started this time. There's one team. There's one coach in college football. For our lifetime, it's always been the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yep. And that is never more the case than it is this year. He's going to have possibly the one and two pick in the draft. He's got a lot of a team. I mean, obviously the receivers are gone. But a lot of a team that was in the national championship game last year is back and better than ever. All, all along with one of the best recruiting classes in the country, this is one of the most electrifying teams Nick Saban has had in years. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of talk about Bama first. Um, so I think you kind of mentioned the receivers being gone. I'll kind of start with the skill positions and move in. They actually brought in a couple of transfers in Tyler Harrell and Jermaine Burton from Louisville and Georgia, respectively. Harrell is an absolute speed demon. I I, I think that if they were they were looking, if he might have been putting up Jamison Williams type Jameson Williams type numbers. Um, Jermaine Burton was a great receiver and obviously it's Alabama. So there's they behind the guys that they lost last year. I'm sure there was three or four, four or five star guys that were waiting for their chance. So I think the receivers will be fine. Year two of Bryce young, who just won a Heisman. Um, I mean, you mentioned that defense, Eli Ricks, Henry Toto, however you say his last name, Jordan battle, Jameer Gibbs, the running back. I mean, and I haven't even mentioned, the best player in college football, college football, Will Anderson. I this guy. So this guy's I mean, gonna go off. This guy's no, gonna be scary for the people. So I guess I'll kind of put in perspective, and I'll kind of I'll bring this into a close for the people who thought Aiden Hutchinson last year like deserved to go to the Heisman ceremony. No, he didn't. <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson is lucky that his quarterback was not good enough to take votes away from him. 
because Will Anderson outproduced him at every single statistic. And in most situations, it wasn't even close. So here's a hypothetical for this year. Does Alabama have two players in New York City this year? So I think this year, obviously, like they have to build off of what they did last year. Right. Um, I think Will Anderson has to go. He's the best player in college football. And it isn't close. He was the best player in college football last year. He is that Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa. He is that generational prospect at the most important right, at the most important defensive position that you cannot miss. Um so I think he goes for Bryce Young, I think there's a chance for him to go again, but the issue for that is he'd have to go one up what he did Good. and what he did last year was set records for passing at Alabama with touchdowns and I want to say something else so it'll be hard for him to get there again but I, I see no reason why they can't put two guys there I mean maybe maybe Jameer Gibbs uh goes off and that's the other thing that might actually end up hurting them is we have so many obscenely talented and obscenely productive guys you take away from yourself and like, like I said Bryce Young was so good that he took votes away from Will Anderson, whereas Aiden Hutchinson had Cade McNamara and J.J. Oops, I fumbled again, McCarthy, throwing the ball for him. And so that helped him because he was allowed to take more of the spotlight. Right. Like he, when you, yeah, I, I, I see what you mean there. Definitely. Uh, the rest of the SEC, obviously it's a, an entire conference more regarded as the best in football. Yeah. Uh, I'll kind of go on to Georgia. The, the defending national champions, but they lost so much defensively. Lose Jordan Davis, lose uh, the safety scene, lose N'Kobe Dean. Um, they do have Jalen Carter, who's coming back, who's kind of regarded as even better than all of those guys were before. But that defense was just so, like, veteran heavy that I, I'm pretty sure they're replacing most of the front seven. And I think in this instance, the quantity will prevail over the quantity. I think the defense will take a step back. You bring back Stetson Bennett, which is always good. Like I said, you bring continuity back to the most most important position in football. That helps you. However, you're going to need a lot from him to catch Alabama and to kind of play with the big boys. And I just don't think Stetson Bennett is that quarterback. So I I don't think I don't think Georgia is going to be able to repeat what they did last year. See, I agree that defense is obviously not the same. It was historically good. Uh, you still play in the SEC West. East? You mean? Georgia? Georgia's in the East. Then how do they play Alabama every year? They play them in the title game? Yeah. Bama's in the West. Oh, okay. I got them mixed up then. Uh, okay, my bad. Do you play in the East? Yeah. Um. Yeah, the East is a, a desolate wasteland. I mean... Exactly. You've got Kentucky there with that Will Levis kid, but eh, I don't think I don't there's think much there. Um, I'll kind of skip over. I mean, you have Florida, new coach, uh, Billy Napier, Anthony Richardson, kind of like Tyler Van Dyke. If he has a if he has a good season, he can push his way into the top ten of the NFL draft. Um, I uh, like and other things I mentioned earlier. You do get Utah Week One, which will be a great indicator of where your program is. But I do think Florida is maybe one year away from like kind of challenging Georgia. So like you are correct. I do think that Georgia will still find their way into the SEC title game. But some of the other schools that I did want to mention, AM, they're yeah. a perennial nine and three team. They just signed the best recruiting or I, let me rephrase, they just bought the best recruiting class yeah. of all time. Don't say that to Jimbo. No, oh, he's gonna call he's oh dude, he's gonna call up our podcast and have some uh he's gonna have some issues with us. Yeah, me. if you had an issue with Saban saying it, Jimbo, come on our podcast. Yeah, and tell us the problems you had. Yeah, give you us the, that pretty crap. But yeah, no, I mean, again, they ju- they just bought them, but they're they're obviously still young, so it'll take them one or two years to get there. You have QB questions. Zach Calzada transferred. He went to Auburn. I don't think A and M is going to be this like kind of threat to Alabama that maybe some people did think just because they beat them last year. I mean, you play them in Bryant Denny this year. I do think AM is looking another nine and three season, and maybe next year when that recruiting class that they just signed is a little bit older, is actually playing. Maybe that's when they do their damage. The last team that I feel like, or I feel like the only other team that I don't even know if they necessarily matter, but that's like something cool is LSU with year one of Brian Kelly. Um, good recruiting, but they've got to get good very fast because those fans are restless. Yeah, and I think they're going to be pushing a bowl game this year. I, I agree. I think that I think that they could have a dumpster fire. I mean, 
you do have a couple of good players. Uh, Kayshawn Boot is a very good receiver prospect. B.J. Ojolari, you got you got you got some good players at key positions, but they've got Jaden Daniels at quarterback, and that's a guy we talked about Arizona State last year. He got ran out of Arizona State because yeah. I don't know if he was he was a locker room cancer or whatever it was. He got ran out of ASU. He'll be their quarterback. They just uh, they just told their like six year senior that they're moving on from him, and he quit football. Um, I do think LSU, like you just said, is they might be a seven-win team. They, they're in terms of like I don't think any other schools in the SEC matter. I mean, I've heard Tennessee might be good, but that, I was going to throw out a seven-win team from last year. I think could potentially find their way into the top twenty-five at some point. Is Tennessee? Yeah, yeah mostly I mean, I'm going off. They played the most electric bowl game I've ever watched last year with Purdue. Yeah. Um, so I'm going off of that as the only game I actually watched from them last year as it just happened to be like get struck by lightning, electrifying of a game. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I happen to agree that the SEC, a lot of solid teams. Like I think Arkansas will have a solid team. Like you said, Florida is a team to watch, but nothing that can compete with Alabama this year, especially with no. Georgia taking a step down. I do think Georgia finds a way to get back in the playoff this year, personally. See, just because of the, them, them playing in the West, I don't think they play anyone non-conference. Play Oregon um, week one. They play Oregon? Yep, that, that's one yeah. of those kind of big games that, uh, that I was going to talk about later on. That's a win. I, I could it see it. But, you know, yeah. so for the title game, I think we're both going to have the same outcome and same teams. Bama, Georgia, Bama wins. Yep. I just – I'll throw, I mean, you threw Tennessee out. I guess I'll throw Florida out as a dark horse, if and only if Anthony Richardson capitalizes or has some, like, very, very good season. Um, other than that, it's you're looking at Bama, Georgia, and obviously Bama goes to the playoff, but I don't have Georgia going to the playoff. Okay. I think so, that – Go ahead. I think they either lose a game and end up 11-2, uh, and two, or they end up um, – I think they might be 12-1 and one and they might be without a conference championship. And I think based on the way I have my other teams ending up, I think you can't put them in. Mm. So I'm going to have them as my fourth team. Um, okay. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I guess the Big Ten, the our conference, the local one, the, the one we know and love. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you get to start it here. Yeah, uh, and it kind of sp- – I'm going to start the same way I started with the SEC. There's one team. Uh, this team is arguably just as good as Alabama this year. Uh, they are one of the best teams in college football. It's one of the best teams they've had in that stupid state in a while. Uh, I think it's the best quarterback prospect going into the draft. I think he's the best college football uh quarterback. I also think they have one of, if not the best receiver coming back and back in Smith in Nijingba. Nijing, I can't ever say. JSN. That's what we're going to call him. He's JSN. JSN. Uh, along with just a plethora of a, of a, what was a solid team last year, a down year, obviously, losing to Michigan for the first time in eight years. Uh, but this is Ohio State's conference. It's their year. I don't see anyone even close to them. That's how I, I'll start off. Yeah, time. no, I completely agree. Um, I'm with you with Stroud. I think he's the best quarterback in the in the draft. I think he's the best quarterback in football. Jackson Smith and Jigba. I hope you say it. So there at least they hear it once, but he'll go back to JSN after that. He is the best. I think he's the once again the best receiver prospect in football, and he is that kind of Jamar Chase like generational thing. Like he had two first round picks with him last year, and Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. He outproduced both of them. He was better than them. You have Travion Henderson, who was a true freshman last year, will only get better. I think they have the best offense in the country. And I think you got to fix the defense for a shot, for a realistic shot at the title. Um, I think their offense is good enough to get them to Alabama in a national title game. But I think that if they were to play them, that I think if that defense is not much improved, they get ran all over. Okay. So, I mean, you've got Notre Dame week one for them, which will be a really fun game. You've got a revenge game against Michigan. I mean, they'll be out there, I, I think. It's just, I think it's if the defense fixes itself, I mean, they fired their coordinator, Kerry Combs. They brought in, I think, Jim Knowles, or however you say his last name. I do think they will be improved. The, the defense was young. You didn't really have that 
edge rushing prospect like you've had in the last seven years with the Bosa's and Chase Young. You didn't really have those first round corners, even though they don't really pan out in the draft other than Denzel Ward. You didn't really have those guys, but I do think after another uh, with another year of them, they do got some players. I, I think they will be much improved defensively, and that'll you you'll see it, it later on in the season. Um, going to the other teams, we'll go to Michigan, the reigning Big, Big Ten champs, playoff team. You lose three top picks on the defensive side with Ojabo, Hutchinson, and Daxon Hill all gone. So I think the defense will regress. I mean, yep. I've read that they might be more like. They might be more like deep this year, but deep doesn't help. You don't get to play with 14 guys on defense. You get to play with 11. So if the 11 that are playing are not as good at those positions that those three just were, you're going to regress. Yep. Um, I think the offense can actually be amazing if Jim Harbaugh lets it. If he doesn't go to his two tight end I-form sets, he, I mean, Ronnie Bell comes back. Donovan Edwards might be one of the best pass catching backs in America. Pretty sure I don't know I don't know if it was Eric All or if I'm just completely mistaken, but I remember they have a good tight end who just torched us last year. Sure, yeah. Okay. Um so I, I I mean they do have a QB competition, which I think is kind and of a little funny. running back too. Yeah. Uh was it ha- no Haskins went to the draft. Blake Corum's back. Yep, Corum. So yep. but the the Corum's a little more of an elusive runner. Haskins is that kind of ground and pound Michigan yep. style of four yards, four yards, four yards, first down, run it again. Um they, again, I, I do want to kind of bring up the QB competition just because I think it's kind of cool. funny. Um, Harbaugh's kind of said, oh, well, like, J.J. Uh, McCarthy's got to beat out uh, Cade McNamara as a starter, and Cade McNamara's got to beat out J.J. McCarthy as a starter. I'm like, what are you doing? No, like, yeah. You had a QB who the guys obviously respect, who just led you to everything you could possibly want. A win over Ohio State, a berth in the playoffs. And now they're sitting there and they're going to be like, oh, well, I don't know which one's going to be playing. And you know what the best thing is? They're not going to figure it out because they don't have to. Their their first three games are against make-a-wish teams. They might be yeah. the three worst teams in Division One. And then do you know what the what the limit is? Like, I think it's like week three or four where after that, after that week you can no longer transfer. I do not. So I don't know the exact week, but what I think he's going to do, he's going to try and be smart and like sly with it. And he's going to keep that competition going as long as he can, because as soon as that line moves day, like let's, we'll call it a Monday. As soon as yeah. that Monday hits, he'll have both of his quarterbacks there. And he's like, I got you trapped. Yep. And he'll know I've got two quarterbacks that I like. So I just think that I, I think Michigan's offense is going to be something that has to carry them if they want to replicate their successes the last year. Yeah, and it's something that Michigan really hasn't done in our lifetime. I mean, like, you could look at the Denard offense at, at, in its beginnings, um, but really hasn't been ever an explosive, dynamic college football offense like we've seen Ohio State have, we've seen Alabama have, we've seen Clemson have, we've seen some West Coast schools have. Uh, it just never has been. So for me, it's hard. I think they take a step back because they do lose all the talent on defense. And they I think also, they lose. Go ahead. I was going to say, they also lose both their coordinators. Right. They're continuing I, to play the musical chairs there. Yeah. And I think Harbaugh does nothing but play an antagonizing role to whoever will be the quarterback if they ever decide a quarterback. And I think that, like, I just don't, I, I don't think, you could be playing the worst guy as the starter, whoever that worst, significantly worst player is. I still think that's better than having a musical chairs, like every I other agree. drive, every situation where you got to see who the guy is. I think yeah. that's worse for a team. Yeah, I agree. When you do have that kind of uncertainty, um, I, I, I'm, I'm the same with you. I think they'll take a step back, and step back doesn't even have to mean oh they're suddenly nine and three. Step back can mean eleven yeah. and one, but they're losing to Ohio State, and they're not going back to the Big Ten t- title game. I, I think they go ten and two, and they're like maybe fifteen in the twelve to sixteen range when the season's I, over. I could see it. Um, kind of go. Uh, I can kind of talk a little bit more of the teams. Um, Penn State. I mean, James Franklin's a lunatic. Eight and four, nine and three season. I really don't want to say much more about him. He's bringing back Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford, fun fact, was the quarterback at Penn State when we were in middle school. So I, I don't really have much else to say about Penn State. No, that can't be right, right? No, I'm kidding. But like, I think oh, he's like okay. a sixth or seventh year senior because he I was, was, saying, used, dude, he was, he was, was using like... the red shirts, the COVID years. He might have been there when we were in high school, but obviously, certainly not middle school. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Let's t- let's talk about our team. Let's talk about Michigan State. Ooh, baby, go green. Go, go green. Wow, you butchered the saying. You're supposed to say go white. When well, I, I, I thought I was the one who was going to say it. My bad. Okay, go green. Go white. But there you go. Th- thoughts on this season? Uh, this team takes a significant step back to take two steps forward next year. I agree. Uh, a lot of transfer porter players. Again, you're obviously missing a Heisman candidate who carried you through probably your biggest win of the year. I mean, your biggest win of the year. Uh, I, I don't want to say this team is going to be anything like a seven and five, six and six type of step back because I think he did do a good job in the transfer portal. Some of his recruits are, are a year older. Uh, but I do think you have to give them another year of recruiting before this is a legit contender to Michigan and Ohio State. I don't think they're even close to those two this year. Uh, I'd be surprised if they're a top 25 team at the end of the year. Uh, I think they go eight and four. I, I'm kind of in a similar boat where I have them is in that eight and four, nine and three range. I think one thing that maybe we didn't appreciate with Kenny Walker last year was the actual runs that he busted. Like, if you were watching some of what he did, he's he's in the backfield contained. And then he's not contained by some super-duper joystick miracle, shifty spin stuff. He might have been one of the most elusive running backs I've ever seen. You, yeah. like, he, was, he was, like, right up there with, like, the Saquon Barkleys of the world in 2016 where you thought you had him. You could have had him in a phone booth. He was getting out of there without you tackling him. It was incredible. He. The, the first touchdown against Michigan, he gets hit by his own lineman three yards behind the line of scrimmage, yet he ends up 40 yards later in the end zone. The run against Rutgers where he was high-fiving Jaden Reed down the sideline, he got tackled three yards after the run started, except he didn't get tackled. He starts doing these jukes. Like, I think just some of those runs that like maybe we saw as highlights, but we didn't necessarily realize what it actually was because we were too busy ha- being happy that we had more than 14 points. Shout out Dave Warner. That's a really tough concept for you to grasp that a team can score more than that in one one game. But I, I, I digress. Um, the defense should be better because you can't get worse than what that pass defense yeah. was last year. Yeah. You bring back uh, Peyton Thorne, who was he was a good college quarterback. You're, I mean, you might not you might not see him playing on Sundays, but he was a good college quarterback. Set MSU records for touchdowns, I believe, in a season. He gets his buddy Jaden Reed back. I do think that offense can still move the ball, but I think you'll feel the the, the loss of uh, I think you will feel the loss of Kenny Walker, and you yeah. do get you get Wisconsin in the uh, in the crossover game this year, which will be tough. Even though I kind of think Wisconsin's a fraud, and we'll get to them here in a second. Yeah, and I, it's not even they have two very solid transfers that came in this year. Yeah, they got. I mean, they got uh, the running back of the year in the Pac-12, uh, Bruce Sard or whatever his name was. From yeah, from Wisconsin too, and the kid, yeah, so, I think Berger. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think the running back would necessarily be a problem. It's just when you have a guy that was so did so many like yep. earth shattering, sh- like just schmexy things that kind of Walker did. Like it's just not going to be the same, and your offense is going to take a hit for it. Exactly. Uh, and like you said, I still think it's a bad defense and a bad secondary. It just can't get any worse than watching them just get run over by Purdue. If yeah, that I mean, tall drink of water on Purdue comes around again and just starts slinging seven hundred I might never watch a game of football again. Hey, have some respect. Put some respect in Aiden O'Connell right there. But you know, I mean, for the West, the West is wide open. Iowa, um, Iowa's that team. I've mentioned this before, maybe on the podcast or to you or other friends. Iowa's that team where they build for three years. They go into like hibernation mode, and every fourth year they explode and end up in the Big Ten title game and end up in a in a New Year's Six bowl. I think last year was their explosion year. Their defense, I've, I want to say if I remember correctly, their defense was like plus twelve or thirteen in the turnover department. So they were giving their offense a free possession every game. Just take it. And so it, it actually, I think it really helped them because they knew, oh well, if we mess something up, we've got we've got that blanket behind us. I think Iowa takes a step back. Um, they they get you they get Michigan at home and what's going to be Michigan's first actual game of football. Um, I think was so that I think they'll be cool. I mean they have the potential to kind of do some damage, but Wisconsin I think needs to go back to its roots. Um, they got to stop trying to be this flashy school. You're not. You are a team of offensive linemen. You are a team of running backs, and you run the ball every play. And if I think if they do that, they can kind of make their way back into the big. Big Ten title game. I don't think they've gone in what four, three, four years now. 
Oof, it feels like, yeah, I mean, it's been at least two, because Northwestern made it the year before that. Was it the I Jonathan? Was it the Jonathan Taylor year where they ended up there? Or even then, was that still Northwestern? No, because it wasn't Northwestern two years in a row. I want to say it was it was them three years ago. Mm-hmm. But because two years ago it was Northwestern. I think it was them three years yeah. ago. Yeah. So I mean, I guess yeah. They need to they need to go back to their roots. Um, Purdue. I think that Purdue can make some damage with Aiden O'Connell, but not really much there. PJ Flex a fraud at Minnesota. Um, Nebraska, like I said, Nebraska is the greatest three and nine team in history. They had a plus sixty three scoring margin last season, but ended up three and nine. It's crazy. I mean, I think Maryland with a uh, little Tua there can maybe do some damage. But yeah. when I say do some damage, I think maybe they trip their way into an eight and four, maybe nine win season. But I don't think they'll do anything more than that. Um, right? Maybe they play spoiler to some to a big yeah. dog. Maybe they, yeah, maybe they ruin Austin, Michigan, or Ohio State's. Maybe not ruin, but maybe put some pressure on the season where you can't mess up again. No more hiccups. Yes, yeah. Um, uh, guess, so big projections, unless you got anything else. No, I was gonna, I was gonna say same thing. Projections for the title game. I'm going with Ohio State and Wisconsin. I am too. I think, like you said, the the West sucks. Yeah, uh, Ohio State champion. Um, and I think that kind of brings us in. Obviously, Ohio State's a playoff team. Yes, yeah. So, and that kind of brings us to our college football playoff projections. Yeah, so I am going to put – I might surprise you. Okay. Because – and it's maybe not exactly 100% how I feel, but I think it could happen, and I want to – Put some smiles on some people's faces. Ooh. Number one is going to be Alabama. Number two is Ohio State. No surprise there. No surprise there. I mentioned I think Georgia slides in at four. I think Clemson still finds a way to lose two games this year. Okay. I think the Big 12 beats each other out. Oh, please don't, tell, no please don't tell me. I, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> that means you might be asking, Connor, that's all five power five teams. Are you talking about Cincinnati again? No, no, no. No mid-majors do it either. What about Notre it's Dame? A team that I think is going to be good with a new coach, and I think they are slept on, and they were going to beat – they're going to lose week one. They're going to be a one-loss team. They're going to have a win against Clemson, and they're going to go to – what would that be, 11-1? and one. And they're going to prove again when they get blown out by Ohio State for the second time in the year why they don't ever belong in the playoffs. But Notre Dame is my third seed this year. I like it. I like it. They got that. They got that stud tight end, Michael Mayer, the the Rob Gronkowski minus the Rob Gronkowski like personality. Yeah. I mean, you know, I like it. And then you've got you said you had uh, who's it for? Georgia. Okay. I mean, I, I don't hate that. Um, Notre Dame, I think the issue with Notre Dame is once you lose one game, you take it out of your own hands because you don't have that 13th yep. game to play. Um, Like I said, it's me relying on, A, I think they lose to Ohio State week one. B, they have to upset Clemson. Yep. C, they need Clemson to lose another game. D, they need the Big 12 to beat up on each other. Yep. No, there's obviously a lot that needs to be done there. The only thing I'll say is, though, you just mentioned, oh, the Clemson proves they don't belong there. Who does? Like, that's the thing is, like, a lot of people like to harp on Clemson for losing that game. Who does belong there? Michigan just got scored on by Georgia again. Rumor has it Michigan State still hasn't scored a point on Alabama. God knows Washington didn't score a point in their playoff game. Cincinnati doesn't have the talent to do so. Like, everyone loves to hate on Notre Dame, and I can't believe I'm about to defend this. But... Who else is there? No one else competes either. Like there are three schools, and then every like cycle, a fourth one comes in to replace one of the three when they have a down year that play a different sport. Mm-hmm. The talent, the coaching, the execution—they just play a different sport. Yep. So I like I don't hate it. I'm just saying to hate on Notre Dame for getting blown out and saying that 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 means they should never go back. I, I think that's a bad take. Okay. But yeah. So my, my with. My, 
with my teams, um, OSU, Bama, one, two. I think they could almost even be interchangeable, to be honest, just depending yeah. on how they play in their games and if someone catches them sleeping. Um, I went with Clemson at number three, and then I went with Utah at number four. And I think the what the other thing that I like is I think this might be one of the few years where I don't think there's going to be a fifth team on the sideline crying wolf saying, oh, I got gypped. I think that you're going to have four 12 and one or better power five champions. And you're going to you're going to know who your four best teams are. Oh, God, I went to say something and I just like choked and choked on air right there that's a that's a quotable for the for the archives of teeing it up but okay so you're having clemson three and then utah four utah four yeah i mean it it makes a lot of sense uh because utah very well could be like undefeated if if they are the team that we think they are and the pac-12 is the pac-12 um but I'm just so anti-West Coast. I just think they suck. And I just don't think Utah can ever get over. Although we say this and we get a new like we get new brands every year, like new color schemes every year. That would be a cool one to add. Although it'd be another freaking red team. I feel like we all we get is red teams. Yeah, there's between Bama, Georgia, and OSU, there's a lot of red, but we had Cincinnati last year. Yeah, just... all yeah. Oh, interesting question here. Um, kind of looking at teams. Do you think a team goes undefeated this year, whether it be a playoff team or not? Maybe even a group of five. Actually, tell with a group of five. Do you think a college football playoff team goes undefeated this year? Yeah, I think Ohio State does. Honestly, I think Bama has a chance to do so as well. Bama has a chance to do so as well. It's just like there is still the difference between the Big Ten and the SEC, where like Bama can can Bama can lose to like. Like an Arkansas or something, where like they're non-big games. Like o- Ohio State obviously has their Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan. Like other than that, in the Big Ten, they don't have anyone that's gonna really even challenge them. Okay, but like, like you just pulled out three teams, and then you also have to factor in that Ohio State, unlike Alabama, actually schedules non-conference opponents that have a pulse. They don't schedule Division two. They schools. play Notre Dame. You're right. So. And again, and when you look at that, that those are four games right there. Like I, I don't know who they have in the crossover. I don't think it's Wisconsin again or Iowa again. I feel like they've played them all all the time well, recently. But if you add one of those teams, that's a team. If you want to sit here and say Arkansas can beat Alabama, you have to say Wisconsin or Iowa can beat Ohio State. Yeah, I just think there's more. There's just always more parity because obviously take away like Vanderbilt. Like everyone in the SEC is a is a quality team. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, I guess I can get behind that. But maybe Missouri. Missouri sucks too. Yeah, I feel like Missouri's usually bad. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I can, I can, I don't hate it. I can get behind it. Um, yeah, you got you got some programs. I just think, like we said, that that combination of Will Anderson, the combination of that offense, the rest of that defense. I think there's a very realistic chance we're looking at 13 and 0 Ohio State and 13 and 0 Alabama. Yeah, I could see it. It's just if you had to ask me right now, okay. in my head, yeah, that's fair. If you had to pick one team. I think it's Ohio State. To go I, I, I mean, again, I can, I can agree with that. I, um, I don't know how exactly their schedule with Penn State works. I don't know if they traveled to Penn State this year, but obviously the whiteout's always a tough environment to play in no matter how fraudulent Penn State is I mean you're gonna throttle Michigan State you're probably throttling Michigan at home assuming the snow doesn't come back um you're you're playing you're playing a nerf team in the big 12 title or the big 10 title game I mean <laughs> you get you get Notre Dame I could see Ohio State doing it um well, and like, yeah, you're not going to have to play George in the title game. So, yeah, if, if uh, honestly, you've talked me into it. If you put a gun to my head and I had to just pick one, I'll go with Ohio State. Who's your national champion? Oh, God, that's so hard just because it is entirely based on – I think it's – I think there's one variable that, like, like barring injuries, but, like, you can't predict that. I guess you can't really necessarily predict anything, but – if Ohio State's defense is improved, they don't even have to be to the levels of Ohio State's defense that we've seen in the past. If you improve Ohio State's run defense specifically, I think Ohio State wins the title. Okay. 
Uh, I'm um, going with Alabama. Yeah, no, if and yeah, that's the thing is you'll see it throughout the season. If not, you, you can pencil in Alabama as a champion. Yep. So that yeah, that's that's kind of my my college football, our college football deep dive. We went deep in the dive. We no, I was that's what I'm saying. This was I think this is the podcast episode that I have been most excited for since we decided that we were gonna do a goat debate for, for episode two. Yeah, yeah. That was a full-on swan dive in the deep end of college football this year. Hey, I, I I loved it. I wouldn't have it any other way, and I hope to do the same thing next week for the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll be doing next week, we'll do an NFL outlook. Um, yeah, I, I, I unless you want to add anything else to college football. No, I'm just saying um, I'm very excited. Um have to have real sports back to anyone who's made it this far in, into the into the episode. Hopefully you liked the takes, like the insight. Maybe you can use it for some maybe you can use it for something in your day, but I'm just so excited to be able to talk about football again. I, yeah, and if 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 people listening have um any games NFL or college moving forward that they want us to preview, that they want us to recap. Uh, we're more than willing to do that. Obviously, we're going to stick. We're not going to be able to talk about every game and only recording once a week. We're really only going to be able to talk about the Big Ten and, like, big college football games. Yep. Um, so just let us know if there's a specific game you guys ever want us to talk yeah. about. Interact with us. Share with your friends. Share with Share with anyone who's willing to listen. Even if they're not willing to listen, throw them a link. See what happens. See what sticks. We need views, people. All right. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say bye to everyone. Connor, I'll give you the last words. Go green. Go white.